esa niña no se aguanta. Ey, quiere todo porque tú sí sabe aguanta. Ey. We're going to start today's podcast with a drink because I think we need it because I think we got some topics that are going to be. Oh, you just took a shot, huh? That's cool. Hey. In Tennessee, it doesn't count. She's, it doesn't count. <laughs> In Tennessee, it doesn't count. It's the craziest thing ever. Yeah. We're talking about some big things tonight. I'm drinking tequila. I'm drinking Hennessy. <laughs> it went up my nose. I can't tell. Tequila went up my nose or tahine went up my nose, but something. Not anything else went up okay. my nose. Did you hear about the woman? She, I think she was like a lunch lady. And she, like some kid cussed her out and she paid two other fourth graders to beat him up. <laughs> she got Shut up. Pull that to, up. To five days in jail, please. Because her mugshot is hilarious. Like she's looking like, yeah, and I do it again. <laughs> like she, I mean, I feel like that's no always been a joke. <laughs> like people always make that type of joke of like, oh, fight a little kid. But it's like, and, 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 you know, sometimes we do feel like kids deserve it. But I mean, paying kids, you got to know. But at least they were in the kids. same, you know, I mean, it's better than an adult. At least they got handled by someone in their own weight bracket, age bracket. Yeah, but I feel like also it's like if you are going to do that, not that I condone that, but pay one, like like a fair one. What if they were... <laughs> You just paid two to jump him? What if he was the biggest kid in his grade? <laughs> she needed to make sure he was getting handled. I'm dead and she went to jail? I think it was like five days. But her mugshot is like, whoops. <laughs> she did not I mean, what did the kid do? At all. I might Cussed agree. her out. She was a lunch lady. <laughs> I mean. You, these kids are bad. Like, I can see what a lot of these teachers get pushed to their... You edge know. yeah all their friends are dead no yeah i mean i agree because the other day um on you know that justin page whatever like uh, they posted um like have you ever made a teacher cry and like people were like oh people are so fucked up they're teachers or whatever and i really thought about like when we made a teacher cry and it wasn't it, like it's not like we were like being fucked up it was mm -hmm. a substitute teacher and it was banned and he kept telling us to stop and we just kept playing and then like he would tell us to stop and then we would kind of stop but then we would start playing again so then he just got so frustrated he cried and he was kind of an asshole like he was one of those guys that like isn't necessarily all the way an asshole but he's just kind of like too like you know what i mean and yeah. then i'm like i remember thinking like when it happened like we took it too far like i was like oh man yeah. yeah, me and my saxophone had a lot to think about, you know, on the walk home. But um, yeah, have you guys ever made anybody or seen it happen in your class? I had one class where, shout out to Mr. Schroeder, Crawford High School. They made him cry. It wasn't me, but it was it was actually one of my friends, like who I was used to hang out with at the time, and he had like a disability with his ears were a little bit malformed, and so was his nose. I always thought he had like frostbite or something. But um, she said he was saying something about earmuffs or headphones or something. Oh, but that's mean. That's it direct. was. It was. It was mean as hell. And and she was in class she, and she said it like to him. She was like, "Do you have to get them specially made because of your ears or whatever?" Like totally inappropriate, Aww. you know. But and something that honestly you should learn as a child. Like you, you know, when you're a little child, your parents kind of tell you. He should have like, paid two kids to jump her. Literally, I, <laughs> yeah. But she's a better woman now. I still am friends with her on Facebook. It was definitely just like... Oh, I thought you were like, like friends. I'm like, if next time I go to your house, she's going to hear what I said. And yeah. <laughs> she's going to beat me like, up. Who, jump who? Jump yeah. who, bitch. Um, I'm like, ah. Like, I don't but know. Yeah, no, it's just like a, yeah, like, yeah, like a totally immature thing that happens. Yeah. Oh, see, she, and she was only 18. So oh, she's okay. immature as well. Oh, well, she's 18. 
That's a she, very 18 decision. She paid a dollar. Yo, talk about cheap labor. <laughs> God damn. A dollar. School lunchroom aid. School lunchroom aid. 18 paid two fourth graders. One dollar to beat up their classmate who swore at her. She I, I, Spoken like a true person that can't even get in the fucking club yet. Like. Yeah. Girl. Was it a dollar total or a dollar each? Per. You know what? <laughs> What's crazy, we were talking about yesterday or the day before, I was like, you can't even buy anything with a dollar anymore. But here it is. That's what you can buy <laughs> with a dollar. In 2024, you can pay two fourth graders. To- did they at least do a good job? I mean, damn, that's fucked up. Sorry. Did, I mean, did <laughs> they get the job the done? Did she pay them? When she gets out of jail, bring her on the phone. Oh, Imagine she oh, didn't want to. get pregnant. Because look, what, she allegedly wanted to pay students to beat up. The victims in retaliation for calling her pregnant, B word. But I wonder if they were just but calling her But she was a pregnant fat. bitch. But what if they were just calling her fat? No, they called her a pregnant bitch. But what if she just, what if oh. that's what triggered her? Because she was just fat and they kept calling her pregnant. And she's like, you know what? <laughs> Call me pregnant one motherfucking more time. <laughs> You're going to um, see what these $2 can do. Where's your mugshot, though? Yep. <laughs> that's her. She's like, mm-hmm. And did. That's, that's exactly what the face is. I'm She's dead. smizing. She got a smile on. There is no regret in that face. Right. She's like, and they, and I'll do it again. She thinks that shit is funny. Aww. Oh, my God. It's hard to hate her. Like, with, you know, with that, that look on her face. Yep. There's, it doesn't, she doesn't look like a, she doesn't have this, like, negative aura or face. She's just like, ah, bitch. Yeah. She's like, they deserved it, you know? And, but, and, but it says she's 19 there, 18 in the other article. So mm. who knows? You know? The victim said, pushed and bumped and thrown. I mean, two nine-year-old boys, a girl age 10, said they were each paid. Oh, now it's three kids. Goddamn. They were each paid a dollar. Wait, it says the students involved two nine-year-old boys and a girl age 10 said they were each paid a dollar and so i want to know was it a boy or a girl who these three fifth graders or fourth graders were fighting but i'm sure they won't release the, the victim said he was pushed it was he, a boy dang so that girl is a g dude bring her on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> the girl's like yeah i took that dollar yep and, and i bought some chips it. with it and i'll do it again damn is she fired yeah where do you go from there if you get fired for hiring children to beat up other children? Like, I don't think you're going to work around kids again. Maybe she'll become like, what is that dude? The famous fight promoter whose hair is like Don King. Yeah, I'm dead. She's the next Don King. Her hair was low key. I mean, look, it's I starting. Mean, it was starting. It's starting. <laughs> it's got a little it's got a little static going. Got a little some. The moment she paid them, her hair started lifting. <laughs> <laughs> Every fight she said something. She's just going to slowly transform. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. I want to know. AI. Can somebody explain this to me? Because I see people doing cool stuff with it. Even though the other podcast, I was just all like, I hate AI. It's going to ruin things. But like, can't you tell it shit like me on a beach mm-hmm. with a velociraptor? And it like just, that's tight. Yeah. Can yeah. you make music videos like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like you're trying to make my career easier. It would You would still have to do a lot of editing because AI is just not that good. Right it's not that now. good, right? Yeah. Me in a Missy Elliott style video. I mean, it's like, dun, dun, dun. 
uh, a picture. Are you going to yeah. do it right now? Hold on. That's tricky. Oh, do it, us AI right gonna now. It's not going to be a real. It's not going to be. Oh, well, I guess I could take a picture. And put us on a beach. <laughs> okay. I could try. Hold up. Uh, okay. Did you hear that the. And this is one thing about Spanish. <laughs> Both of our. That's such a millennial thing. We're like. And then we, <laughs> then we immediately stopped. Like, well. Um, um the they were saying, oh no, the, the, the fucked up thing is that like I was saying in English, I feel like in English people are outraged so much easier and more about things. For example, you know, queer baiting or, you know, just different things. For example, now with the AI thing or whatever, they did one in English and they did one in Spanish as I like you know thing for a brand for like nascar or whatever the fuck they did mm. drivers and in spanish like it got re received well and in english everyone's like you're taking the job from a real woman like you need to hire a real woman blah blah, blah. and they had so much backlash that they backed up on it but in spanish that shit's still alive and kicking it's still going which to me is like what is it about spanish speakers that don't understand a concept like queer baiting like why is that not even on the radar yeah like certain things like racial stuff you know what i mean what is it about spanish people jamie no, I'm just yeah. <laughs> you're like my analysis no, <laughs> per my research um no i just i don't know it's crazy because it's like I, even growing up in new york like a lot of puerto rican people who are definitely not afro latino are just i don't know and I, and you know they'll argue you up and down that is part of their culture i mean look at the freaking bay area asians yeah everybody in the bay to be honest yeah even you know what i mean like even, yeah even even family of mine and stuff and, and it's like you have that conversation and you're just like bro like but then sometimes you're just like oh my god like i don't even fucking talk i talk to you once every six years like i don't even want to talk to yeah. you anymore but it's like but even with stuff like anything else like i just feel in our community and maybe this will be a conversation that i'll also bring up another another with other latino creators but i'm just like they the rules aren't the same in english and in spanish and but it is stuff that actually affects it's stuff that it's like dude do you get it do you know like do you understand why this affects yeah They're like no we want to know the cheese man that's what we want to know it's yeah like, hmm. which yeah and that's the thing that kind of sucks is like Especially for the people, I would imagine even more impactful for people who are in both communities. Like the fact that so many people don't take it seriously or they or they're only uh, like selective outrage. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they don't really care about the day to day effects. Yeah. But they want to be outraged because they just really don't like that person. And they just we're just waiting for a reason to, you know. Yeah. Say something. But. And that's a real thing, too. Sometimes people just not liking people and then that's who they choose to really go in on. But other people do worse shit and yeah. they don't fucking care. I mean, selective outrage definitely is a a bitch. But yeah, I don't know. That just was to me weird um, because of the AI thing, because, you know, they're going to start. Basically, this company invented an AI mm. person to be their whatever, not mascot. What is that shit called? Their spokesperson. So they made this whole identity and they were planning on this being an influencer so that kind of basically to like erase influencers. They're like, mm -hmm. if we can create our own influencers, then we don't need to pay influencers and we just made our own. Um, but yeah, people were outraged in English. It got shut down in Spanish. 
alive and kicking. We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, that's crazy. I think it's also just one of those things where it's. Um, I think it, it also has to do with like how you're introduced to the technology. I feel like um, we very much had a very rocky introduction to like you know like for a lot of people the first time that they really uh, started hearing about AI was during like the SAG after strikes and all these things. And we're in a, you know, poor economy. A lot of people are having like a really tough job market. So maybe it might have something more to do with that, where it's like, if you're the first thing you hear about AI is how it's taking people's jobs. You're like, dude, now, now this is what you want to, you know? So it, maybe it could be something with that. I don't know. Not well for me, at least the first time I heard about it has been productive things. We've actually used it for music like whenever we can't get a beat we just use ai to take the beat out to take the vocals out to do different things i i understand that it can be it can be used for good but it's kind of like with everything you kind of have to have limits you kind of have to have you know rules you have to have some sort of moral code which i'm sure will segue into one of these things of Mm. morality but like i don't know what the fuck like where where what is too much you know what i mean at what point do we lose the beauty that is being a human? And at, at what point? It's kind of like, you know, when we get too used to things, doing things for us, and we just kind of start, um, what is that shit called when you're, when if you don't use your arm and it goes away? Oh, you like the, you lose Atrophy. your muscle. Atrophy. Yeah. yeah, like at what time is that going to be what happens to us? Like, mm-hmm. if we can use robots for everything or if we can use AI for everything, like we're not developing our fucking skills for certain shit. Yeah. I mean, but even if you think about it now, like um, um, America, as much as we we spend as Americans, like three times the next leading country on defense of the country. But if you really look at it, if the Internet were to go down for more than three, four days, we would literally like dissolve because people couldn't access their money. Like, look at what's happening right now with the Teslas in Chicago, where it's cold, like just having those couple things offline, like how, especially with California here, right? Don't they have the mandate by like in the next 10 years, it can only be electric cars or something like that. Yeah. Like if they were to take down that, like take down the internet and everyone has an electric car and you can't use your debit card or your credit card that signed up to pay to charge your car. Like what are people really going to do? Like it's, it just our reliance on, only being interconnected through the web is like it's kind of a detriment because if our grid goes down like yeah we don't have that infrastructure to still communicate with each other in any other way yeah what are we gonna do send a fax like you can't even everyone has e-fax you can't even send a fax anymore like what are you really gonna do barter my fruit trees yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like you gotta get goods you gotta have goods yeah you got to have bullets. You got to have weapons. You got to have trees. You got to have or just be things a- that are valuable because if anything ever fucking goes down and you need a barter, it'll be like, well, check this shit out. I got chickens. I got eggs. What do you got? Oh, you got meat. Bet. What we doing? Yeah. You know, because otherwise I'm like, I don't know what your what your fake money is going to do for me. I don't yeah, know what your exactly. great credit co- credit score is going to do for me. Like, please let me in. I have great, great credit. And I'm like. What the fuck does that mean to me right now? Yeah. I need to know if you have chickens or not. 
Exactly. And that really is what it, I mean, we've already seen it in semi our lifetimes with like what happened with the Soviet Union collapse. As we all know, you know, we all know what happened. We all are very educated. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, go ahead and refresh my memory. Just for the other people who don't know. Just for the people (laughs) who don't know. Go ahead and let us know what happened. But yeah, when the Soviet Union collapsed, um, their money basically essentially became worth nothing. So you could be the richest person ever, but you can't buy anything because the money means nothing. And like even to this day, I used to work with people like our office had an offshoot office in Romania and because it's a landlocked country, there's only a certain amount of food at all times, right? So you could have a thousand dollars, but you cannot go into the store and buy something. The government issues food coupons and that's how you get food. That's so like our company, when it was like Christmas bonus time, they would give them extra food coupons because that's the only way you can get food. It doesn't matter how much cash you have. If you don't have the government's permission to buy food, you can't do it. What? So is there any fat people over there? I mean, I don't know. I've never been. I mean, <laughs> shout out to y'all. What's the shout out to Vlad? What's my the... Romanian coworker's name? <laughs> what? Oh, I thought Vlad TV. I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know. Maybe they're related. I don't know. I'm dead. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Now I want to know. Is there like, you know, there's a overweight really... people, underweight people. Like, what's the deal with the food? I'm going to have to. Is there Mexican food? I don't know. Like- well, I mean, it's landlocked, so it's whatever can get imported. Um, wow. And then um, there's actually a really interesting uh, documentary. I'll have to find the name. I'll post it on my Insta or give it to y'all for the caption of this whenever it gets posted. But um, it used to be on Netflix, but it was about these kids um, who were in Roma- living in Romania right after the USSR collapsed. And all of them were like addicted to huffing paint because they were so hungry. That was like the only thing that could satiate them and everything collapsed. So all the kids who were in foster care, all of the people who were like mentally ill, like men who were in mental health hospitals, things like that, anything that was run by the government ended. And that was just it. So all of these kids lived in, in the subway there and were it, like the whole documentary is about how these kids like tried to navigate living their own life with no infrastructure, no money, no food, no nothing. Oh it was God. a really interesting documentary. Yeah. It's always sad when it's like the kids, right? Because I told you, I was trying, I would watch that Kids of OC that lived in motels and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I just like, I was, I even went on TikTok and I was like trying to find information on them because I was just like, what happened? Like poor kids, you know, like yeah. they were just, I don't know. You, you, you kind of like hope for the best. Dude, did you see that the kids... Um, the kids from that, Sorry. God, I know, I know you're having a blast with the AI thing. Cause you're yeah, laughing. Yeah. She's laughing. Let's just see it. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm fucking a man. dead. Wait, am I'm I the white? man, bitch. I'm, I'm in the white? NASA shirt. Yeah. That I tried to fix it. But Bro, we look like a lesbian couple. <laughs> I'm fucking white. And Vincenzo's back. Well, cause the problem was I, at first I said like make you know, take a picture or, or like generate a, an image of these two people, wh- whatever, on a beach. And then it said it can't because of like people's privacy, whatever. So, well, but it, it could generate an image based on people's description. So I said, okay, we'll describe these, these people in this picture. And then I said, okay, now based off of those descriptions, <laughs> put them on a beach. Oh, and white. I man. guess they didn't describe your color. 
But the fact I'm tanner than you is funny. Yeah. That should finish our argument. I'm gonna tell you that right now. A white actual man. (laughs) Oh, I'm disgusted. That's not a man. That's 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 still a girl. That could be a girl. That's a girl. That's not a man. A girl. Look at that chiseled chin. That's a girl. This bitch man, was Damon. just saying yesterday she don't got a chin. Look at you with the chisel chin and you don't like that no, shit Now either. I'm mad. Where's my double chin AI? <laughs> yeah, and then I said... First of all, you have wrist tats? I know. Well, I, it's on the wrong side, but... Well, I said make the person on the left appear to be half black and half white because that's what you are. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I was like, what the? I'm dead. It made you half black and half you look white, like literally. JT. I look I'm like JT. JT. No, I have the pink sweater on. Well, we look like two versions of JT. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm JT. No, I'm JT. <laughs> um, we look like JT's duality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah, and then Lord. I said, no, go back to the original picture and make that person a couple shades darker. <laughs> at least i'm clearly a girl in that one and i like that you have sunscreen on yo i'd be getting all the bitches <laughs> that's crazy i'm the most douchebag lesbian you've ever seen in your fucking oh life my gosh that's that's top tier white lesbian right there <laughs> that's like bro all the all the all the bitches yeah that's wild wow thank you ai Appreciate thank it. you ai for doing that to us appreciate it <laughs> Wow. Appreciate it. Mm-mm-mm. So are we safe? Is the world safe from AI? <laughs> yeah. We so better be far. careful because it's so it's it's so powerful. Look at how many things it did right there. Ruin our self-esteem. Make us question ourselves. Have um make us transracial. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Appreciate the effort. Go back it's to the drawing board. AI. <laughs> Okay, so AI doesn't know what it's doing. Hmm, we got a few more years before the end of the world. Yep, a little bit more before it takes over. AI's like, I'm going to make a weapon. And it, like, makes a paper fucking sword. Yeah. You're like, great. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but I, I think that also just um, has to do a lot with input, right? Like, the fact that default for people is white. You know, like, they were saying that too. Like, But they were saying also, like, especially when it comes with specific prompts where if you put in like, I think they said like autistic child or something like that. And then they just kept generating like a white boy, a white boy, a white boy. And they just did it like, I guess a hundred times or whatever. And they said only like three of the times was it a woman and all of them were white. So it's, it, it like, I don't know. It just, it's like any computer. It's only as good as what gets put into it. Hey, the Pixar one got it right. Like us being nervous as what we're presenting. <laughs> like, hey, oh. oh, why does my shit say pizza? <laughs> <laughs> pizza. You're thinking about pizza, aren't you? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I mean, it's better. Yeah, but I mean, why am I white? No, that's my complaint. <laughs> <laughs> why don't I have a Mexican flag on? Don't drag us. Oh. Let me get some tequila. Both of us just start drinking after <laughs> right. looking at ourselves. We're like, oh, know, my God. Having, talk about an existential crisis. You have to think about yourself as a white man for the rest of your life. <laughs> Doesn't it say right there? Why don't you read your question? I'm just going to keep oh. the tequila on this side. Yeah. So what we want, we're going to kind of talk about today was 
about existentialness. For those who don't know, I'll read the definition of an existential crisis. Are inner conflicts characterized by the impression that life lacks meaning or by confusion about one's personal identity? Be, when you're kind of thinking about things existentially, it's kind of thinking about things bigger than you and how you fit in where the, like, you know, where is, what is actually like the meaning of life? Like, where is your one little small part? And that's why it can cause a crisis because you can start to feel so overwhelmed and like things are out of your control and you can kind of spiral in that thinking. But I feel like I'm constantly living in an existential crisis. Like, I feel like I've, I feel like my whole life has been, and I'm not just saying like, oh, as I get older, like, no, since I can remember since I was 14 and I think I've talked about that on the podcast before, um, waking up at like three in the morning, crying, just being like, what the fuck is the point? Why am I here? What, like I need to matter. Like, I'm just going to work and die. Like I remember just calling my mom or calling my dad or figuring, you know, trying to, and I told you that one time, one time my mom's boyfriend at the time had her like actually go and pick me up and like try to have a talk with me because she never talked about it. She was just like, oh, stop worrying, like relax, like go to sleep, like whatever, you know. And this time she went and picked me up and like we actually talked. And um, and I don't know, after that, she was at least a little bit nicer about like my music and stuff. But I was just like, I always had this weird deep inside mm -hmm. of me feeling of like, what the fuck is this? I just not fitting, not doesn't, this doesn't make sense to me. I need to go somewhere. Like I've just never felt like, I fit where I'm at and I need to go somewhere. I'm closer now than I've ever been. So that's weird that that was just in me. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been. That's what I've said before about like, I don't know if I've lived before or what, because like the things that I ended up doing and how I ended up getting to where I'm at was just in me. I don't fucking know from where I can't tell you anybody put it in like, you know, put those mm -hmm. thoughts in my head. So it's just like, where the fuck does that come from? And Am I fulfilling what the fuck it is? And that's why I've always, I know you, you know more like rules and like laws and like the government and whatever. I've never thought about life like that because I feel like, like I'm not, I don't even belong here. I'm, my mom had, had me here, but I don't think that the United States was necessarily where I was going to stay. You know what I mean? Or like end up at now I have a kid and he fucking won't go anywhere, but um, like he won't go to another country, but I feel like. I don't know that maybe it's my ancestors. Maybe it's the indigenous part of me that just feels like none of this, none of this. I got, I made money because I needed to show my mom I wasn't a failure. That's it. Do I, did I care about it that much? Like, was I that superficial about everything? I don't really think so because if I was, I'd be happy because I got better off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't say that that feeling has ever kind of, I don't know. Is that weird? Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> is that weird? No. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's strange. No, but I think it is something. <laughs> but I feel like it's funny because like what you were saying about like never feeling like you belonged here or like a certain ownership to the country. I feel like the exact opposite where it's like, I don't know if it's because of like I was saying like um, earlier growing up on the East Coast. I feel like that when they talk about immigration and stuff like that, it's such a different or at least was in the past a different conversation where they were more, you know, they're more thinking about like people coming over from 
Europe and coming through Ellis Island and all of this stuff. And they really kind of make you feel like very proud to be an American, like of a melting pot. Yeah. You're a melting pot. But like that's everybody's a very a part. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's very, like, so like I obviously everyone knows I have my criticisms of America. Um, but I also don't feel like I could go anywhere and it would be better. Like everywhere has its problems. Like I'm a stick beside them trash yeah. or not. This is my country. I'm, I'm not dead. giving it up for nobody, you know? So it's like, you know, where you kind of feel like I don't have any ownership over this. I'm just here. Like, I'm like, that's my baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just very like, I don't know. I, I think, um, that, that it's kind of a good point. Like, there's a difference between thinking existentially and just like kind of pondering the things in the world and having an existential crisis because an existential crisis is when it becomes overwhelming to you. When you like feel that sense of dread more than just a sense of wonder where you're just like, Hmm, this is kind of interesting to think about. Like, yeah. Um, no, that's where my suit, like when I've been, you know, cause obviously I've, I've talked about suffering from depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and when I've gotten suicidal, ever in my life um it has come from that it has come from it doesn't go away the thought the the things the the everything it just doesn't go away like you might get more money you might get more known you might get closer to those goals that you thought would eventually make you feel you know fulfilled but mm -hmm. it just is always there and almost the smarter you get or the more you know about like what the fuck is going on or even just humanity. I'm, I'm really not even thinking like, oh, political. Like, I'm thinking humanity. I'm thinking mm -hmm. like kind of like how people, I don't know how people are. Just like how, how, how like everybody's like focused on shit and like how hateful people can be. It just mm -hmm. kind of becomes this thing where, like I said, sometimes people look down on, on people like us that, you know, it's like if you catch me drinking or whatever, they're like, oh, my God, like you drink or whatever. And it's like, bitch, I need a break from the thinking because the thinking is always leading me to the same thing, which is mm -hmm. this shit doesn't seem to be getting any better. And humans sometimes end up feeling like this is so shitty and we're all on the same fucking rock and i don't know if, if it's feeling like that's so raven when she knows what's bad's gonna happen so she ends up like making the bad shit actually happen i feel like that's what humans are doing yeah. it's like we know the shit and now we're like fucking with the shit and now we're probably making it worse thinking we're trying to make it better but we're making it worse, worse yeah and we're just like oh my god like this shit is you know but having children and i will say like i I say, baby, you saved my life. And people are like, oh, well, don't, you know, don't put all your emotions into a kid or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not that. It's just that it gave me a purpose. Mm -hmm. Having baby Drew gave me a purpose. And my brother, obviously, and my family, like being the person that like a lot of this is like it, the responsibilities on me has been able to ground me and give me a purpose. And when I am spinning or like when I could just kind of like be like, what the fuck is all this? It just kind of like reminds me like, OK, all these people you know are relying on me mm -hmm. but that sometimes can end up feeling this is gonna get really dark but that sometimes can end up feeling like now you're imprisoned here like now you can't you're you have you have to be you know what i mean yeah and it's just like now you just have all these thoughts but you're like well can't do anything about it might as well just Get up and get to fucking work. Drink a bunch of caffeine and let's just, uh, what did I just say earlier? I was like, I was like, I can't. Cause I told him, I'm like, I finally had a, a lot of pre-workout today. And, um, 
I was like, can't be depressed if you can't think about it. He's like, or you can be depressed just a lot quicker. I'm like, and then I have ADHD, so I forget that I'm depressed. So I just got to fucking move on. I'm like, what What do you do? Just. Yeah. No, and I definitely, I think when it comes to, to what, at least for me, like when I do start feeling a little bit of crisis with existentialism, I, it does kind of ground me to remember that I do not have control over these things. Like I can sit here and contemplate the universe and morality and humanity and all of these things. But at the end of the day, I only have control over myself and my impact on the people directly around me. Like Mm -hmm. no amount of me, you know, thinking of the solution to like peace in the Middle East or whatever it is, is actually going to do anything. The only thing that I can do, especially when it comes to having kids is like try to make my kids as morally grounded as I possibly can and try to make sure that I am being empathetic to the people around me and hopefully that little bit of impact will allow the people around me to be more empathetic to the people in their own communities and it can spread. Like that's really the only thing you have control over is like the things that you can immediately reach out and touch. Anything else at a certain point, you can think about it all you want, but when it starts to get troubling and bring you down, you have to let it go. Yeah. You just have to. Yeah. And that, you know, it's like the each one teach one thing also just does really help. And sometimes even Ido has been like, you know, why do you care? Like, why are you arguing or why are you talking about certain things like this? And I'm like, sometimes when I feel like I can kind of change somebody's mind as far as like something really shitty, like I'll try because I'm like, well, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe sometimes people haven't taken the time to have the conversation. So like I'll try. But you're right. It's the same thing as whenever people would have the Illuminati talks or like the government's out to get us or like we're never going to really be rich, you know? And it's like I come from absolutely fucking nothing. No college, no parents to fucking teach me shit about what what was supposed to happen after high school. Like nothing. So all I really could do is like try to succeed Mm -hmm. here no matter how much people were like, well, you're... You know, you're never going to be able to beat the government. Or you're never going to be able to do that. I said, well, shit, I'm, the only thing I can fucking do is try one foot ahead of the other and keep walking. Because other than that, yeah, I don't know what the fuck else exactly. I'm going to do. And I might never, of course, like I'm never going to beat the government, but I can also still work as hard as I can to make my life as comfortable as I possibly can yeah. for the limited amount of time that we're here. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like, uh, unfortunately, like the image didn't show up there, but I don't know, maybe oh, yeah, Edo can insert it er- oh. later. Yeah. But it's so basically it's like, well, it's here, but it's a, <laughs> yeah. uh, like it's like a guy looking at a wall. Um, it's two guys on one bus, right? One is looking at a wall and looking kind of sad and down. And it says life has no intrinsic meaning. So what's the point of living? And then it's another guy looking at the opposite side of the bus out at out the window at a sunny pasture. Like, yeah, there he is. Be- yeah. And the other guy is saying. Life has no intrinsic meaning, so the point is just living. So it really is like you can think about these big existential themes and you can really try to and, you know, land on one side or the other. Either you can get overwhelmed about it or you can just be like, you know what? I am just this one little small piece of it. Let me do the best I can. Or you can be like, I can't change anything. Like what you're saying, I can't. You're never going to beat the government. So why do this or why do that? And it's like I don't have to. All I have to do is do the best that I can yeah no yeah exactly and there is always those negative nancies you know whenever you get into this whole shit it's like oh well you know woe is me and life uh, life is you know always out to get me and whatever the fuck and it's like you get it but it's like 
at the same time, that's a little bit narcissistic to think that the entire world has conspired to be only against you. Like everything is against yeah. you specifically, like all these people in the world, but you're the one like, no, bitch, it's not, you're, you know, we're not individually. We're each not that important for everybody to conspire. You just need to fucking find your way through this yep. and um, make the best out of it. Um, and trust me, because you saw me go through the trenches with this rap shit. Rappers can be the most negative come 2 a.m in a fucking in like a rap studio of a local rapper you got seven to 12 dudes woe is meing how they're better than fucking everybody on the radio and how if they only had this and they had that but they're this and they're i i feel like hanging out in those type of studios at a really young age made me look around and be like shut the fuck up yeah it made me buy my own pro tools and try to record my own fucking music because i was like i'm not hanging out with these fucking dudes and i'm and i'm glad i'm glad i heard yeah. them all fucking complain and now those like i said those are the t- same type of dudes that'll be like you forgot where you came from it's like no i was running away from the conversations y'all bitches was having yeah i'm glad i got the fuck out of there because no yeah you're ha- like no i remember and it actually gave me ptsd yeah <laughs> like you guys are actually horrible um but yeah no it it is very much like there are people who will um who can look at things and be like things are bigger than myself and embrace it in a good way and then there are people who will look at that and just play the perpetual victim you know yeah and before before i fucking saw this fucking uh what is it leave the world behind or whatever i think i had said it before somewhere can you talk about what what that's about quick synopsis oh yeah leave the world behind well it's basically uh, about the melting down of the United States. It's not the end of the world. Everybody was commenting how it's like, oh, it's the end of the world. And it's like, no, everybody always thinks about this whole concept of like Armageddon and the end of the world. And it's like, no, what happens if just the United States just is done? Mm-hmm. Like c- the countries, it's happened before in yep. the empires and shit. You know what I mean? Like more important shit has happened. And we're here in the United States. A couple, like she said, a little bit of internet being out, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All of a sudden, motherfuckers... It doesn't even have to be a huge enemy as much as like we can start looking around and using our own paranoia, our own fucking Mm -hmm. arguing, our own not being able to get on the same side as a country. We're not one band, one sound. I fucking all. I feel like sometimes we're our own worst fucking enemy. And so that's what kind of it's about not knowing those first few hours or like, you know, whatever, first 12 to 24 hours would be the most scariest because because you don't know mm-hmm. half the people are going to be waiting like no they're going to solve it for us don't worry chill and half the people are going to be getting into fucking paranoid yep. mode so it's like you're going to have just this battle within this this whole thing well the dude said the scariest thing and i i said that before when i'm telling you as a rapper you just have all these illuminati talks and everybody's like oh everyone's you know controlling the it the man and whatever and he said the scariest thing is there is nobody controlling yep. it nobody's controlling it you wish there was because then you would be able to just point and hope and in some weird way, even though you might think they're nefarious beings and they're just out to get us, you might still think, well, they got the control, so we're yeah. fine. You have someone else to blame. But but when you realize there might not be, mm-hmm. then you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's up to me. It's you up know? to you. And I think that's the reason that it's so scary. And in the same way, you know, sometimes you can think of religion like that. Um, Not to make anybody not be religious, but... Sometimes you can think that the reason that people, you know, have religion or have something to just grab onto is because at least then you just have this one center thing that you just 
grab onto, hope to, pray to, meditate to, whatever the mm -hmm. fuck you think, you know? Same thing with government, same thing with all these things. But at the end of the day, it could all just be ideas. And at the end of the day, you're alone. You are born alone. You die alone. It's yeah. up to you. This life is a lot to handle and you're going to feel alone, but it's because you are. Yeah. Your single experience is your single experience. Even for us that have children, those kids will grow up to be adults and they will have their own fucking life. And even though and even right now, yeah, as much as you as a parent can project onto your kids and want them to be like whatever, yeah. they're going to do what they want. They're going to yeah. listen to the kind of music they want to listen to. They're going to dress how they want. They're, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, but that's more even just personality. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like when they grow up, if for any reason your kid. I don't know, does, you know what I mean? Just does some random off the wall left, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have to kind of be one of the, you know, now it's like, now you have to be faced with the fact of, do I, do I like give this person an ultimatum? Do I not? Like, is that the right approach? Do I distance in hopes that they learn? Do I get closer? Like, am I pushing them? You know what I mean? It's like all these things you have to remember that's a person and they're gonna fucking make their own mm -hmm. decisions my brother eventually you know will get into his own shit with a wife and kids or whatever he wants to do everybody is alone and your journey is your journey we love the people we love as much yep. as we love we commute i'm very community i'm like dude obviously i fucking have a ranch and i have everyone i love like as close as possible i'm a very community person but i also had to learn to be community without being clingy or without feeling um I'm with, with, with practicing detaching. Like I don't have yeah. to be so feeling like when people are, when, when it doesn't work out, they left me. Like they didn't leave me. We have separate paths and we're, that's it. We're separate. Yeah. And uh, you know, and also like the way that I like to think about it too, is sometimes your life is not just together or apart. It's like an accordion. Like sometimes you're farther away and sometimes you're closer together and that's one thing about building like a strong community bond is that you don't have to talk on the phone every day yeah you don't have to see each other every day or Thank you know however um you know much it is it's the fact that you know you know that when you need to you need someone to lean on and you need someone to be closer together with they're going to they, they can be there and they're going to be there but you know when you are on that part of your journey where you need a little bit more space, you can do that too, you know? Yeah. And that's based on how, how well your fundamental friendship or relationship is. Yes. Cause a lot of times, you know, we have anxious attachment or whatever, however the fuck we're attached to each other. You know, we could have been codependent. We could be trauma bonded. We could be, there's different types of ways that you establish a friendship or relationship when it's fundamentally built correctly you can go days or weeks without talking then link up everything's cool whatever but and whenever it's like you it's really like caring about each other mm -hmm. when it's anything else or it's just beneficial or it's just transactional or it's whatever like the moment that you're no longer exactly on your best it just kind of like you know what I mean? And that's all shit yeah. fucking fractures with me, with everybody on tour. And we've had these convos like tour is a very, very hard thing. It's like going on a, out on a boat and you're in this fucking world and it's chews you up and then it spits you out. And then everybody's just like, when we come back from tour, dude, after three months of touring, we're like, all right, bye. Everybody hugs, whatever. Everybody goes to their fucking house. I go into a cocoon. I'm not texting nobody. I'm not hitting up anybody like hey blah blah blah. hope you're doing good how are you feeling after tour like 
nobody's doing shit. Like, we know we love each other. We care. Thank you. But you have to fucking decompress. You meet, well, I mean, especially me. I feel like I don't, I don't know. But you're meeting so many fucking people, so much energy, so much, like, so much that your body is like, if you believe in energy, yeah. imagine what you're going through. Literally drained. Meeting 200 people a night fucking you know after party a stage all those people just looking at you whether you know what i mean you touch people's hands you feel people you cry people tell you their stories who's died who hasn't what they've gone through it's just so much and then two hours of shows every fucking night of trying to entertain of giving my entire self to pe- like to people you know and hoping that those people like understand there's a connection there and then you know after party obviously and then driving and then being with everybody I come back, dude, I am depleted. I'm a shell of myself. I'm not even, yeah. like, here. And and I have to hope that people understand that when I pop back out two weeks later and I'm like, hey, I hope that people aren't just like, no, bitch. Like, well, what happened to you the last two weeks? And right. Like, Sorry. I'll be like, two, I'm, two, yeah. you know, Freak. but the people that get it and understand are completely part of my life and... I love them for it and I, I, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed and I feel like I try to make it up as much as I can, but there's just sometimes when you really have to listen to your body and be like, bitch, nah, uh-uh. not today. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. And I think it's just also, um, just in general, like, I don't know. I'm not a big person where I, I feel like, I don't know. I, there have been rarely people who I, even people who I don't really necessarily associate with. And even if we ended on bad terms, there's no one who I really like have any ill will towards or anything. It's just like, I just know that we're not the same people that we used to be, especially when I look at people, um, from like my high school stage of life, like we're just not the same people anymore. Like we don't, I could be in a room with you and we would have nothing to talk about because we don't think about the same things we don't consume the same media like 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 me and you have talked about things bigger than us to no extent we agree on some things don't agree on some things like and there's always a conversation to be had there are people who I would have considered like my good friends in the past that couldn't talk their way out of a paper bag like it's just (laughs) like there's nothing there anymore and I hope the best for you and I hope that you're happy and it look like I'll see their pictures or whatever and they're living their own life and they seem like they're happy but I know that we just don't have that common ground anymore and it's fine people change like your relationship to the people around you is not going to be consistent from when you're zero to you know 50 years old like the things around you are going to change yeah. But those fundamental people will always, you know, I feel like the universe just brings, will bring the people who you need back to you. And even new people will bring new people in your life when, when you really need it. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. And it is true. You grow, you, you, you know, you, you live and you learn, you fucking grow. There's even times when you do go bad with people. And then after time, you're just like, you kind of forget. Cause you're just like, eh, whatever. Like it does, it's not that big of a deal where I'm going and what the journey, like where it's taking me. You know, as long as you just progressively keep on working on yourself and feeling better. And I know that's so cliche and it's so played out, but like, that's all we can fucking do. Sometimes all you can do 
is hit the fucking gym because maybe it makes you feel a little bit better even yeah. if it's not even if you're not seeing results like physically just like damn i know that i feel better if i do go as opposed to if i don't go and that's all i got today like that's it you know yeah especially for self-employed people sometimes you don't feel like getting your ass up and working as hard as you did yesterday so if all you have is fucking taking a walk Take i don't it. know yeah yeah bust your ass tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, no, I 100% agree, especially with going to the gym. Like I um, really like one of the things that I enjoy about about working out and especially like is the fact that it is something that I am doing to only benefit myself. Like my kids are not going to lose weight because I'm at the gym, but just knowing that I am doing that self self-care enough to go and do something that is only benefiting me like and I'm taking the time out of my day to focus on myself is it's almost like, I don't know. It's like empowering because it's like, I obviously I love and I care about my kids and they motivate me through so many things in my life. But there is something that's empowering, especially as a woman to know that you are taking the time out of your day, not to be a caregiver, not to be in this role where you're in service to someone else, but where you are doing something for yourself and it's making you feel good. And that's enough. Like if, that's just it. And it doesn't matter if it's going to the gym or if you have another hobby like reading or sewing or knitting, whatever your hobby is, like just being able to take that little bit of time yeah. to do something with you, you centered is important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I never realized how much, how important that was until, until I did. And then when I did, you kind of can't go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, People would always be like, take a break, listen to your body, focus on you, you know, take some self-care, whatever. And it's like, I'd always be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then eventually when you finally do start to get that alone time and you finally do get to have time for your thoughts and to just fucking do nothing. Sometimes like I've caught myself like in my room, <laughs> like when I'm alone and I'm like, I go to my room and then I'll like walk towards one corner and then I'll like look around and then I'll walk to another corner and then I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll be like, I should wash my face. I should uh, put on a face mask. I should take a bath. Like just different things. And it's like, if I don't have that time to just be mm. fucking weird and like walk around like a weirdo, what the fuck? Like, when do I do that shit? You know what I mean? When yeah. do I think of like, I should smoke and take a bath? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, if I stay busy, I'm just going to keep on being busy forever. Um, it's kind of like with massages. Not until I get a massage. Do I go, I should do this more often yeah you know what i mean but it's like when i don't i'm like stressed out angry for no reason yeah finding time in your schedule to do something that is just for you is so like empowering whatever whatever that something is it really does just i don't know it kind of gives you at least for me like it kind of recharges my batteries to be like yeah i'm now i'm taken care of and i can go and go back into the t care take a role or whatever other role I need to go into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in, I don't, um, well, it was funny the other day, um, me and Ido were talking about football, which woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but we were talking about, um, what were we, we were trying and speaking of back to AI, we were trying to use the, what was it? Um, chat gpt to figure out how they arranged the football schedule when there was only 31 teams because it wasn't like an even number before 
Texas had a team. Um, and we were like trying to figure it out with that. And then I was like, I'm just going to Google it. I'll see. And I ended up finding a Reddit post that was like seven years before where someone was asking like the exact same thing that we were wondering. And I was just like, I don't know, like it's little things like that where it's like, it will be an existential thought, but it won't be an existential crisis. Cause I didn't feel any like trepidation about it, but I was just like, this is crazy. Like th- seven years ago, there was probably some person having the exact same conversation that we're having right now. Like how the hell did they make a schedule with 31 teams instead of 32 posted it on Reddit. And then people answered their question. And then like now seven years later, we're having the same, we're in the same thought pattern going to Google and using that as a resource to answer the same question that they were answering seven years ago. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like seven years ago, people had the same question that we yeah. have and, and did probably did the same thing. Went on Reddit and was like, like literally word for word, bar for bar. What I typed into Google was exactly the question that they answered on Reddit. I'm dead. So it was like, I don't know. It's just weird. And then they were also saying, okay, now with the football, uh, not the football, what is it called? The one, what is it? The, um, the football game. Oh, Super, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. I'm dang. <laughs> she really don't like watch the sports. <laughs> the football, the, the one, game, the, big the one, one game. The fancy one. Um, the two teams that are playing in the Super Bowl this year are the same ones that are were playing during the 2000 election. And they were saying, like, the one of the most anticipated movies that year is the same, like, the sequel of that is coming out this year. So it's like history is almost kind of repeating itself. You know how they say like history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Like it's like everything is so close to exactly as it was in 2000, but it's just a little different. What's scary about this matchup is that it's the same teams that were playing each other when COVID happened. Oh, well, they had the 20. Yeah, right. 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020. Oh, you said 2000. Sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I'm living in the past. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. And then it's the same thing because it's like, Chances are, right, it's going to be Biden and Trump. And then that year, was it? Oh, I don't know. Wait, who was? Was it Biden? Who? In 2020? In 2020? Who ran? No, it was Hillary. Hillary right? Clinton. And Trump. So it's like the same people running for president. Oh, uh, wait, no. No, no. It was Biden because that's when he. Oh, yeah. Biden and Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it was 2016 when, when. When it was Hillary. Yeah. yeah. So it's Biden and Trump, Biden and Trump. Then it's the same teams and the same movies are coming out yeah. i don't know so all i know is that this next wave of whatever covid shit better not start with no weird shit yeah yeah well that's what i see well you know how you you were getting sick and you were kind of saying that like whatever they're putting you know whatever like i seen posts about it kind of in a conspiracy way that like oh they 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 released some other kind of thing and and i'm kind of like people were mad about that but they were also mad about covid because they were making a big deal out of it but if they're making no deal out of it right people are making conspiracies too it's like dang like that's what i was that's what i was feeling when when covid happened i remember that everybody was so mad about the vaccine and they're like oh the vaccine blah blah blah, they're free i'm like they should have just charged money for the vaccine because then they'll be like oh the rich people only the people who have money get to have this cure and we all aren't left out so it's like just fucking charge for it then yeah. i don't know i don't know how to get people to give a fuck about this but i know that the they, we fucked it up i don't i don't know where yeah. we fucked it up but we fucked it up because why is it still here <laughs> this much yeah. later i 
forget it. What? Honestly, I think that there was one surefire way in the very beginning of the pandemic that would have changed the entire outcome of how everything was handled. And I think at least you, especially in Nevada, we had like, it was bad, y'all. There was people out there with the mass protests every week on the strip. Like people was trying to be outside. They didn't right. There wasn't no one trying to be outside. And kind of the main gripe, or I shouldn't even say a gripe, the main concern, because it is, it's a very valid concern that I heard from people who didn't want to do the lockdowns and didn't want to do the masking and stuff like that was like, we need to work because who's paying our bills? Who's paying our rent? Who's going to pay this stuff? Like we need to get back out there and work. These businesses need to open. Like we need, this needs to happen. I think instead of doing the PPP loans, what they should, if I was president, which, <laughs> okay, well, John. right. But what I think what they should have done was expand section eight. Like, we already have the infrastructure there. They should have just expanded Section 8 to everyone. Then no one would have had to worry about being kicked out and homeless. And then people would have not had to be out here, like, literally going into the streets, fighting and protesting to work because they would have known that your number one basic need on the hierarchy of, like, humanness, shelter, was taken care of, right? But this is why I don't think they did that. And that's because if they did that then people would be much less likely to ever see a cut to section eight because once someone it's like statistically known that once you benefit from a social program you're less likely to vote and agree to defund it right so if everyone in america was benefiting from section eight even if it's just for a short period of time it's less likely for people to vote to cut that that's why Social Security, most people have either benefited for it or their parents are on it. It's very, a very, very unpopular social program to cut, whereas thing le- things like food stamps, people who have never had to use it, they're like, cut it. They don't care because they don't understand its impact. So I think if everyone got to I know anyone who benefited the, of Social Security. Ooh. Don't you have to be old for that? Yeah. But oh. like most people's parents or grandparents will receive a social security check. And that's oh, not mine. That's my other conspiracy theory about why they will never fix the immigration system because social security would collapse if there were not um, immigrants paying into it. Like that's the whole thing of DACA. It's forcing people to pay into these social systems and they cannot ever take from it. So that's why they'll never revamp the current immigration system because if they do our tax system will collapse the only way that they can revamp immigration is if they do it hand in hand with the tax code and because of the corporate interest no one will ever be elected who will actually stand 10 toes down on revamping the tax code in a way that will fairly tax corporations yeah yeah that's my conspiracy theory there you go and that's why it's like that's my cause of existential dread like we're never gonna we're never this. gonna fix it we're That's never the gonna problem. fix this because p- the people in power benefit too much from the current system yeah and then and then you get into this whole you know within our own communities like with you know especially with latinos for me at least and you you hear all these fucking people and the way that they talk about immigrants and the way that they talk about immigration are like well my family did it the right way like you know what i mean it's like so many people and you're like you don't every everybody that comes into this country is in completely different situations and 
it's just sad because what it turns into, especially on social media, is like the most ignorant fucking things being spewed both about like just directly about our own community, then also racial things between everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it's all people that are under the you know poverty line just fucking saying the worst fucking shit. Nobody's actually giving a fuck or pushing towards anything that can actually make any fucking change. So it just keeps on just making this shitty shit. And look mm-hmm. at the eight people that were f- helping um, street vendors, Alex Enamorado and all of them, the Justice yeah, Eight. Locked up. They're locked up. No, no bail, no bond, no nothing. He's facing, what, 25 years in deportation or some shit like that. And it's just like, the, the a lot of the people, like, it's really sad that a lot of the hate that I see is from some very, you know, Latinos for Trump type people, type dudes that are just like, oh, well, ever since he's locked up, there's no more street vendors being, you know, whatever hurt. And it's like, yes, they are. There's just nobody to report on it because yeah. the, he was or the one that the was reporting platform to yeah they were the ones that were filming the stuff and showing like yo this person or trying to hold them accountable and the fact the fact that they got put into jail and you know are being targeted and anyone who's helping them is being targeted is scary for everybody Mm -hmm. which is why you know if you do give money or whatever a lot of people have chosen to just stay quiet and give money because like bro i don't i don't really know how i can you know what i mean like it's they're taking that's some serious shit and it's fucked up because it is a real way that we're watching it in real time people be silenced people not be able to help people who really need the help Mm -hmm. and just the racist people and the people who are supposed to face the consequences just using their power using the blue line and fucking yeah shutting people the fuck up and the people that are supposed to be backing them up and speaking about it are like oh well you know he was you know blah blah and just saying the weirdest shit and i'm just like dude this is why in the Latino community we don't really have, or in you know the undocumented community and Spanish speaking, mm-hmm. we don't really have those go-to fucking voices because the moment somebody comes out and tries to be that fucking person, everyone's gonna be like, "Well, they did this and they did that and they did that, and this is why they shouldn't, and this is why." And cheese man gossip and whatever, and it's just like, bro, who the fuck is gonna help us? Like, who's yeah. gonna help us? Who's gonna help our grandparents? Who's gonna help our you know our? I mean. And by the way, when I say this, when I say R, my parents are back in Mexico. So my parents did get legal, are back in Mexico. I have no, my grandparents aren't here. Like a lot of my family has just gone back to Mexico. So really when I have this passionate like feeling for like undocumented people, it's just based on how I was raised and how I grew up. But yeah, and also just based on empathy. Yeah, like empathy. But you, it's like people people sometimes think that you have to have your own personal gain or whatever. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. this goes to show you when you give a fuck. You just fucking give a fuck because I don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm stressed out and I'm angry and I'm crying over some shit that I'm like, it's your fucking family that I'm trying to help. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't I don't know. But um, it's really sad. Um, And I don't know. No, I. Don't I fuck to do. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And I do. I think that um, there is something that that. This uh, scarcity mindset that certain people have where they're like, like, oh, well, you know, if we just let immigrants in, then we're not going to have anything. And it's like, that's not how this country has ever worked historically. And that's really not how this world works. Like there is not a finite set of resources that, you know, if you let one more person on, then the 
is not Jack and Rose. There's not one door that they both have to share to float away from the Titanic. Like there is enough for everyone as long as people are not being uh, ruled by greed. And I do think that there is a certain thing inside of us as humans that will not like will kind of uh, make you want to hoard resources. And that's where like a good and actual functioning government should step in and make sure that no one is truly able to do that when it comes to the detriment of the people around them. Yeah. Who knows? How are we going to change the world? Yeah. One fucking person at a time. Yeah. But oh, that kind of brings me to one of the questions that uh, don't really have an answer do you believe that people are inherently good or do you think morality is a result of socialization? Like, mm. do you think people who can look at someone and just be like, they shouldn't, they don't, they shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be, belong here. Do you think that's just them parroting the people around them? Or do you think it's something inside of them? And do you think people who are good natured, do you think it's just because they were grown, raised around people who were also good natured or... I don't know. I would think it's like a mix of both a little bit. Like, I mean, nurture and envi- what is that shit? Environment. And what do you mean by socialization, though? Um, it, just like the way, like the. the she's a socialist. No, no. <laughs> no, just the way like that humans are socialized. So like, if you're you know raised to believe that like, and you'll one oh, so of so you the, don't mean like, like are they inherently good? Like if they weren't social. Like basically, it reminds me of Caveman. Like, have you seen the Crudes movie? Yeah. How the how the dad is just like thinks everything else is bad and like, you know, like is basically scared and and isn't. I guess he he wouldn't be good to other people because he doesn't know them. Yeah. Yeah. Like because he's not social. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it made <laughs> me think. Like, yeah. No, but I mean, socialized is just kind of like the community standards of what you know, like. One way that we're socialized is like that most people are going to believe that like incest is wrong. Bestiality is wrong. Like there are certain things that just based on the socialization of how, you know, the community that you're raised in, you're socialized. Like we're socialized to wear clothes. Technically, we could all be out here but naked. But because of the way that we're socialized, we know that it's inappropriate to be walking around in the nude. You have to get dressed. You have to wear clothes. That's like an I think example it's a mixture of, of socialization. Both. I think it has to be a mixture of both. Because, for example, we're all taught bestiality is wrong, incest is wrong, all those fucking things are wrong. And the majority of us are like, yeah, like, I mean, I agree with that. That's pretty fucking wrong. But then there's a few fucking weirdos that don't agree with that. And they usually have, like, other shit that they also do that's shitty. Like, yeah. so I, I just think... You know, the people that do good without... There's even... You know, we've had this conversation. There's even atheists that are still good people. They just don't believe in God. They don't think they have to be good mm-hmm. people because they... Because of a fear of God. And then there's still shitty-ass people that Bible thump and and and, and they believe in God and they, they preach the, the Lord's word and they're literally doing the most shittiest things you can think of in the dark. So I do think that you just inherently... Like, you have to be... There is good people. I feel like yeah. I've met people that... that no matter how much life throws at them, they're still like, they've maintained and been good people. And I've never seen them like, you know, not never say never, but also like, just not really not seen them do anything like ill intended, you know? Yeah. And so I I just think it's a mixture of both. I don't know what percentages is it is of each, but I think it just is, you know? 
Yeah. No. Yeah. But then it kind of begs the question too, like people who have like a seemingly perfect family and perfect home life, but then end up being like serial killers or drug addicts or whatever. Like, was there a failure in their socialization or were they just born to be, especially when it comes to like serial killers and child molesters and stuff like that? Like, were they born evil? I feel like it's like that robot. Didn't they just have that robot? Didn't they just have that robot that beat up somebody or something? And it was just like a bad computer. Yeah, like they're they're just the... like it's it's just wired wrong, you know what I mean? And it's like that exists in humans. That's a bad computer. You like that's why I I do believe that there is some sort of rehabilitation. But there's some people that like no, like I'm sorry. It's and mm-hmm. it's sad to think like oh, so that person's just gonna be thrown away forever. Yeah, like that. Just if you if you knew from the beginning of like from you know the first whatever crime that somebody committed what they were going to end up doing after if you let them out would you leave them in there or would you think that they were going to change oh yeah like, that's like the baby hitler uh yeah like scenario like yeah we're like would you Jesus. kill would you kill a baby if you knew that baby was going to grow up and be hitler even though it's only a baby at the time you know yeah so it's yeah i definitely i and i definitely think that um like religion is probably one of the biggest forms of socialization. And as a parent, it's kind of the easiest way to explain empathy to a child. Like, yeah. um, at the end of the day, you feel it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Cause there's actually people, I would think that it's, it's a harder question to think when people don't have empathy because of, you know, conditions or whatever, like, does that make them a bad person or is that just a condition they have? Yeah. Is it like survival mode? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. But. Yeah, no, I definitely do. And I think that, um, you know, and that also kind of is a form of so- socialization where like if you live in a place where, you know, you know, you're like Aladdin, you're a street rat, you know, got to steal that loaf of bread to feed yourself or whatever. Um, yeah, it does. Uh, like because of the fact that you're socialized with other people probably who are living in those same circumstances, you're socialized to not feel like it's a moral wrong to steal. Whereas if you are in a more secure environment, you will be socialized to feel like it's really bad to steal. Yeah. I mean, as someone who used to steal and not feel guilty about it, when I, like I've I've said that before, when I, when I went to juvenile hall and I was really alone, I think it wasn't, it wasn't so much like the fear of it. Like it wasn't bad. Like juvenile hall, I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, we got three meals a day. I got to watch movies. I got popcorn. I got Kool-Aid. I was with a bunch of people. It was funny. It was kind of like camp. It kind of felt like camp to me. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, I guess deep down inside I was a lesbian, so I guess I liked being around girls anyway. Um, I didn't know at the time, by the way. I yeah. wasn't gay for, you know, anything. But it was just one of those things where it's like, it didn't bother me as much. I think it was the amount of time that I spent alone with my thoughts, with my guilt, with my, you know, when the, when the, um, when the, detective was like you know what if what if somebody hurt your brother like what if what if you know what i mean like they just kind of like put it in perspective or whatever for me and then just sitting there for a month with my fucking thoughts made me and then you know reading the bible which again like i'm not a very religious person per se but i believe in god or i believe in there being something outside of myself Mm -hmm. and so i just read mostly proverbs and mostly things that would like kind of be more of a lesson um and I just like kind of kept praying and I was like, I, I won't, I won't do this anymore. It doesn't feel good. It never felt good. I never like 
certain things that I did, like just, I felt like I knew better and I didn't want this life. So I eventually I fucking changed. So I guess, yeah, like your environment can be being alone with your fucking thoughts. I guess that's, that's technically an environment, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I'm, I believe that some people can change with, but you don't need that much. You don't need that much to be able to change. But I think some people, no matter how much you fucking do, they're just bad fucking apples. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much, how yeah, many opportunities, have, how much you give them. They're just fucked. Yeah. You have to have that kernel of something there. Like it might be buried deep down inside, but somewhere in there, there's something good. Um, but yeah, maybe there are people who are just born, you know, without that something good deep down inside. Wh- who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, but I do also believe the opposite way. I know people who are very, very sweet. And, you know, when you have a conversation with them, you're like, oh, my God, this is literally like one of the nicest people I met. And they're thoughtful and everything. And they have been socialized to be able to put all of that aside because of the circumstances that they're living in. And they're like, yeah, I know I'm hurting people. I know that I'm taking things from people, but at the same time, that looks like them or me, you know, sink or swim. And you can really socialize people in that way too, you know? So I definitely do think that socialization goes both ways. (laughs) Back to you, Ido. No, yeah, Uh, I mean, I, I agree. With all the seriousness, I was thinking, what's your favorite cartoon, Jamie? I feel like I, I don't I don't really see you as a cartoon enjoyer. Um, I don't watch cartoons like now so um, right. as an adult, but probably my favorite cartoon was I liked Scooby-Doo in all of its iterations when I was a child. Like I really like its iterations. Yeah, I liked regulars like Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine. I liked Scrappy-Doo like a pup named Scooby-Doo is a good you know, Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I like the live action Scooby-Doo movies that came out. Shout out to Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, yeah, they were good movies. Like he's just a, a genuinely cool dude and probably the only dog that I really like. Oh, That's uh, so funny. No Cause shade. you don't no like shade dogs. to all your dogs. <laughs> Wait, so right. Poncho's inside. Like <laughs> bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's crazy is Scooby-Doo is like one of the only cartoons I didn't ever get wow. into. Not like I like I like I I get how most cool girls liked Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like the cool girl cartoon to like, but like I don't know. Yeah, every I was watching bad bitch Bully had Bully to be with you. Daphne at least once a one Halloween. Yeah, that's like a hot girl thing. Yeah, if you were not trying to be Daphne, are you even a bad bitch? Like, let's be real. I was watching Hey Arnold. Oh my god, did I love Hey Arnold too? You know, um, fucking football held head. This guy. Arthur. Oh, Stoop kid. There, there was a kid who. Aw. Roly polioli. <laughs> there was a kid who lived in my neighborhood in Brooklyn that was like Stoop kid. Like their mom wouldn't let them leave the stoop. No. And also really liked Recess. Um, Recess. I was Spinelli for sure. That was a good one. I like that guy. The one guy who's like. <sighs> with uh. And the girl was like. And punch him in the face. I'm dead. <laughs> Penny Proud. The Proud Family. Proud Family. 
Yeah, I feel like that was a little bit when I was kind of getting out of the cartoon watching phase and starting to be a little mini hot girl. I'm dead. I was um, still at home watching cartoons with my brother. <laughs> I think it was because Ido and I were like so close. And I was always just very like at home. So cartoons, even when I started to get invited to house parties, like I remember I'd be at a house party and then I'd go home and like it just felt so good to be watching cartoons and eating some food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just felt so safe. Whereas when we, I don't know, I don't know how it was partying when you were like wherever you were partying but i feel like it was always some shit like there's mm-hmm. a shooting and there's cops and it's cold and sometimes you're going here or you're at a kickback and then you're trying to go to this other place and then by yep, that time it gets someone's... rolled up and then you go somewhere else and i was just like man by the time i would get home i'm like this is cozy like i should be in here why did i ever leave right yeah but i think also it might be the difference between being the older child and the younger child like i was trying to keep up with being like with Justine in more of the older age group, whereas you're like, kicking, <laughs> like you know, obviously Ido's younger than you. So yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. Justine wasn't meeting me on my level. I was trying to go up to hers. Yeah. I mean, I was still like going out. He's the one that would let me in the house. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I would knock on the window like three in the morning. And he would let me in. And I'm just like, what? Um, but, uh, you know, I was still doing my little shit. Okay. I just remember feeling... I always felt like I just wanted to be home safe. I don't know. Cause again, I just felt like it was just so much stress to be perceived and you're out there and you're just like trying to be cool and drinking and whatever. And I, everybody was just annoying. Yeah. And I don't know. I wasn't really like a big drinker when I was a young party. I was a big pothead. Like, mm. and so, I mean, I would, I definitely got myself into my own you know situations but i feel like most of the time we were just like i don't know all trying to piece up on an eighth and going to smoke in an alley and the guys would be playing on their skateboards or i mean and then more kind of the the where i would run into a little bit more you know probably you know situations i wouldn't put myself into as an adult was like if i was broke and then I'd be like, oh, I'll just meet up with this guy because he'll smoke me out. And I was, that's probably oh. not the. <laughs> no, I'm talking about house parties. Like, you know, the ones where they were charged like $5 for dudes and then like nothing for girls. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, I wasn't a big, um, I mean, a little bit, but I wasn't a huge house party. I was more of a pothead. They were cool. Like the memories are cool to think of now. It's like there was a few that were like pretty cool, but there was also just like when there was drama, it was like, fuck, I could be at home right now. Why? Yeah. The few part house parties that I went to, like one, these two girls tried to jump me, and then I found the I rolled up on the girl in front of uh Famart and fucking whooped I'm her. I'm dead, ass. not Famart. <laughs> I'm dead. And then uh, like the other one, like literally, you're there for three minutes, and the cops end up raiding it. Like it, yeah. I just never like I I don't know. They weren't that fun. Like. I feel like in San Ysidro, I feel like whenever we go to like San Ysidro, Chula Vista, National City, like all those places had the like cool shit. Mira Mesa had some pretty, I was on the tail end of Mira Mesa still having dope ass parties. Mm-hmm. And then like, then they started all just being fucking dead or whatever. But there was mad little rich kids that yeah. had, they just had mad, like. Maybe it's because y'all had access to houses and we were in apartments. <laughs> That's probably, that maybe. In fucking City Heights, right? Yeah, because in Mira Mesa, like people was having fat ass house parties i'm talking about i remember that's the first time i ever realized that greek girls could have a big ass like that's back then like before we could there was this one girl i mean i almost said her name but that everybody was always inviting her and then she was always inviting my friend and then like there was just 
they had fat ass houses. Mm-hmm. Like the Armenians had fat ass houses. Like I'm just going. I remember seeing my first pool pool that I saw with waves. I was like, what the fuck is that? This is a thing. Yeah. Dude, I was at their houses just like this is how people fucking live. Yeah. I don't even know how they were cleaning up their houses after the parties because people were disrespect fucking peck. Yeah. But yeah. The few little like party crew parties that I went to, they were always in apartments where it's like the person moved out of the apartment and the but like they hadn't cut off the electricity yet and then we would just i'm dead and then you're like wondering like oh i wonder why the cops are here in five minutes because you brought in a full dj set to an apartment that someone moved out of three days ago like yeah that's the thing too now that i think about it we're like 15 well i'm like 14 at the time and like my friends are like 15 16 17 and their parents are letting them you got the whole house and the backyard they got kegs, they got bottles, they got fucking DJ system. You just reminded yeah. me, a whole ass DJ system. So this took time to set up. Where the fuck were the parents? I'm on a business trip. And they're straight up charging? Yeah. That shit was crazy. And we who's threw buying, one. Who's buying the liquor? We threw one at Jill's house for my 15th birthday. I remember um, we, we told her mom it was just going to be a little get together or whatever. So her mom was so nice. She bought pizzas. But we knew what was uh-huh. about to happen, man. She bought mad pizzas. Next thing you know, that shit just started getting, and we started charging. That shit got packed, her whole backyard. Yeah, started getting wild. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't, no, I don't think I wasn't really with that crew like that. Uh, More, you know, north, here, like, yeah, San Diego um, crew. But then when I did turn uh, 17, 16 and 17, when my sister, she went, started going to college at San Francisco State. Oh. Um. And her roommate was my height and she gave me her ID because she got a driver's license. And then I started using her ID to go to TJ. Now that is when I started drinking my friend. Mm, Mysteries. Mysteries was insane. Those were some good nights. I'm dead. Mysteries is where I met Drew's dad. Ooh. Ridiculous. Yeah, that uh, $15 you would pay, like, yeah, like $15, $15 drink to all get night. In. Yep, and you would Pitch. drink all night them adioses, baby, nah. and they would just scoop that adios out of a big barrel, girl. What was we even the, drinking, the floor, The floor was this much alcohol so on the floor. You knew not to wear good shoes because oh, you're... Oh, no. You had TJ shoes. Yeah, you had TJ shoes. Your shoes are all fucked off. Like, don't even look down at people's shoes because they're not wearing Yeah, it's good not shoes. even... Mm-hmm, and you would just be... And you wouldn't even have with to, it and rock it. Bitch, with I wouldn't it. even have an ID because I spoke Spanish. So I'll just be like, <laughs> I was like, and then I'd cross the border with no ID. I didn't even know my fucking friend, my my best friend was undocumented until <laughs> like just this bitch. We've gone to TJ back and forth so much. We got in a high speed chase in TJ. And this bitch, it wasn't until one day she starts dating her ex again. And her mom comes from Mexico and goes, you're going with me. And she's like, I'm never going to see you again. I was like, why? She's like, because they're going to take me to Mexico and I don't have papers. I was like, what you don't have papers I was like you dude tj was just like san diego junior dude like it was crazy i remember going into tj with all of my friends and one of the guys like black dude obviously and he lost his id and they were just like what hospital hospital were you born in and just looked at him and was like this is a nigga go i'm go ahead you ain't one of them i'm dead mm-hmm. yeah back in back in the day it was <laughs> definitely yeah, no, literally you just an ID. You, you didn't need a birth certificate. You didn't need a passport. They but that had, 3 a.m. wait, like when you're wa- waiting to cross, that shit was kind of shitty, though. Nah, not if you got some churros, dude, and you were just fucking drunk and standing up there eating a churro. 
Well, mm. you're still happy. Nice. I'm tired. You know how I get. I fucking once yeah. I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. I'll be like, please, and fuck? not even three a.m. It'll be like six a.m. I remember. Yeah, the sun's coming out. Yeah, when Justine came back and she got a uh, job at this hotel at Comfort Inn, and she the literally comf. would yeah the comp dude, and she would literally work at six, and we would go to TJ, leave at like four thirty, um, go she would just drive straight to the company. <laughs> change into her uniform in the freaking um parking lot and go in there and work six to two thirty like fuck no to be young bro i could never do that now insane well that was drew too he'd fucking drink all night or whatever and then go to work at like four in the morning at the at the navy shipyards i'll be like i'm going to bed bye good night yeah (laughs) i'll be Mm. sleep those churls for him yeah and an animal oh animal was a different was a whole different no pun intended animal mm. and then they opened up another club and then like i don't know they paid off all the taxis so like you would tell the taxi to go drop mysteries, you off at yep, mysteries or would, animal and they would drop you off at the fucking coco bongo or whatever yep, the fuck. coco bongo i'm dead honestly the best thing about was it animal or coco bongo they had the male go-go dancers and the female go-go dancers that's a crazy marketing tactic. That's insane. You're like kidnapped technically kidnapped. Everyone. Yes. I, I remember being there and I had heard the stories and I was like, nah. So I get in and I was like, oh, no, like I'm going here. And they're like, oh, OK, over here. And I'm like, no, but, you know, it was still rev- like it was still. Rev- no, it wasn't on Revolution. It, no, it was and Animal that was and Mystery. Thing. Yeah, that was the on other one. Was- the other one was far. But then that was the thing, too, is that. Then if even if you did get someone to drive you to mysteries, no one was there anymore because everyone's at Coco Bongo. So then we're just like, fuck it, we're all going to Coco Bongo. Yeah, they really yeah, like it worked. Yeah. Hell worked. That's like in Grand Theft Auto, you you uh, you could do that. You could be a taxi person and mm-hmm. then you get more money if you take somebody and drop them off at some cult place in like a mountain. I'm <laughs> dead. The same thing. Yeah, we they really strong armed everybody to just go there and then nowadays everybody just goes to like what fucking hong kong or something i don't know dude I it's a fucking it's a literal prostitute place i haven't partied in tj since i was like when I, once i turned 21 it's like yeah. what's the point You're you like, know what? yeah Wait, it was wild they, over there though how are they making money 15 dollars who knows what we were drinking <laughs> friend yeah who knows what we oh, were drinking? The cheapest, and they were just hoping you wouldn't drink fifteen dollars worth of the cheapest stuff. It was like, just no, fucking you up right away. Like you yeah, weren't even. And literally, it was. They had three types of drinks that you could get. It was like the adios, I think, like a mai tai or something, or no, like a tequila sunrise kind of vibe, and something else. That's all you get. You know, there's that no beer because I would drink beer. Yeah, but there's no like pick your own. There's no mix master back there yeah and all the drinks were literally in those giant tub things like the ones that people would send back to the caribbean full of stuff but it was just and they would just have a big ladle and they were just yeah so who knows what we were drinking we could have been drinking and po- i don't rat think poison like, and i don't think it was 15 dollars for the guys yeah i feel no, like it probably was, the was girls. a little more I feel like it was a lot for the guys that's why and it was fucking packed and it was three floors yeah oh my god we would get so hyphy dude like we were yupping in our white tees friend like oh my god yeah. what a time to be alive yeah what a time it mm. was definitely great getting hyphy and tj baby surviving being alive yeah the things we've done that's why i'm like sometimes like i'll look at baby Drew and i'm like there's no way that he's 13 the way i was 13 yeah i'm like 
This ain't the same. This ain't the same. That's a baby. That's a baby. And I'm and thank God. Yeah. Thank God that that's a baby and that you know what I mean because nah. Yeah. No, I think about it often. Like I was underage, drunk, crossing a federal border with a fake ID. Yeah. And, and did it every week? <laughs> Like, we all did. I feel like the entire San Diego made would, its way. One and then we'd go or, back. Yep. What is that called? When, is that, it was an exodus. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Or like what the butterflies do. Yeah. Migration. Migration. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, but, seriously. Yeah, that's just how it was. Like, I remember, you remember Ronnie? Yes. Um, I remember she got, she was literally going 120. We were trying to hurry up and make it to, to the border. And she got pulled over and like y'all shouts to Ronnie, dude. She was literally like tall, beautiful, like just, you know, very well spoken, like yeah. everything that, you know, you would think of when you like, I don't know. She reminded me of uh, Tyra Banks in that one movie where she was like the lifestyle life size Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. That's like she the was. best way. Like if you Google that picture, that's how Ronnie looked. And she literally was just like flirting with the cop and was like, I'm wearing these big heels that I've never worn before. And I just didn't even realize how fast I was going. And they just let her go. <laughs> I was like a bitch like me could never. I'm dead. Mm-mm. They'd have been like, bitch, we're towing your car and riding the ticket. Right. <laughs> she was fucking funny. Yeah, Doesn't that is that Ronnie. Look like Ronnie, right? That's Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> and um who was the who was the girl <laughs> that's me that's jamie in the back of the car <laughs> she's like yeah sorry officer i'm like <laughs> <laughs> but um what's it called um yeah but when i was going to school m- closer to the border i remember just ditching and going and taking the fucking train and going over there and we ate tacos and mm-hmm. we went to a strip club i was underage and we we're just at a strip club because that's the only place that would give us beer in the daytime it was the middle of the day and yeah, it was just, you know, yeah. living life. And it was fun, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, like I said, I'm like, I haven't been um, like to TJ just to like chill in a while. I still used to go down there for medical care because the it's hard in America, guys. Okay, don't judge. <laughs> um, but um, like, I remember, I mean, what we, I used to, we used to also go like for family days. We, I would go down with my mom. We would go and like buy jewelry and go and have like food take the pictures on the little donkey things y'all mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah that's funny yeah the, the donkey zebra thing mm-hmm. yeah it used to be really fun but i don't know i mean i don't know maybe just proximity like yeah i haven't no been. Yeah. yeah it's still it's still fun you know um and mexico you know if, i don't know obviously things have changed or whatever but for me like i was saying about baby Jew 13 like since I was nine, I was taking an international fucking flight by myself. So by the time I was 13, I thought I was an adult. Mm-hmm. So 13, I'm in a club in Zacatecas. You know what I mean? And over there, it wasn't $15. It was 15 pesos. <laughs> so it was just like, what the fuck was I doing at that age? Just like Vibing. beer in hand with a modelo in my hand dancing. Makes a lot of sense now why my uncle slapped me in the middle of the fucking <laughs> club. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Dude, definitely, like, my kids are scared to take out the trash by themselves. Like, right. Oh, yeah, Drew can't even walk around in the dark. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I get mad when he wants to watch little scary movies, because I'm like, you have a hard time walking around here. Like, yeah. don't put no more ideas in your head. Don't scare yourself. Yeah, totally. It, it is. It's just a very, 
I don't know. Like, it's a very different thing. And sometimes, like, even now, I have been, it's kind of been something at the forefront of my mind with Layla. Like, next year, she's going into middle school. And obviously, you know, the middle school transition, you're going to have a different schedules and different classes that you have to go to. You're, and I'm, and I don't know. It's just kind of made me think, like, have I oversheltered her? Like, is she going to be ready to have that much responsibility? Because I think that you know, too. I just, I've, you know, kept her. No, in a bubble, she doesn't like wear. I can't send my daughter to walk to the store by herself. Like, no, she's my big, my little baby. I couldn't. Well, do who it. knows? I mean, we're still, we're still there. We're still in the, you know, in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, we're still in the thick of it. Like we still can, can teach and and grow. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out, man. I think you know, but that that's the magic about growing up. And, you know, being adults now and grown, you know, people, parents um, that we thought our parents had it figured out. And now when we look at them and look at our kids, we're like, oh, shit, you are going through what I'm just going through right now in my brain, in your brain. Yeah. Oh, makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. You know, in a way. But I don't know. It's just crazy because it's like some things are. Some things I definitely identify with. And then other things I'm like, mom, what were you thinking? Right. Like, girl. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. I mean, know. you know, we're all and, and we're also different people. So we, we parent different. I parent completely different than my mom. I feel, you know, I, I and a lot of the way that I parent is a direct reaction to how my mom parented. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't very affectionate. And I do feel like I'm constantly, you know, like grabbing him or touching his hair or like hugging him or something or just Mm -hmm. confirming you know what i mean that like yeah we good um type shit and like with my mom she wasn't very much like that but you know i don't know everybody goes through their fucking shit and now when i hear my mom talk sometimes like we'll talk about her parenting with me it always goes back to her dad like she's always talking about my dad and my grandpa so i'm like you have a thing you gotta fix like you and you know what i mean and i tell her i'm like he's already really old so i don't know what you gotta do but like you probably gotta fix that because it seems like that is where everything fucking comes from yeah it's your dad (laughs) no 100 percent. like there are some things that i see my mom and i kind of do i also see where it's like my mom overcorrected from how my grandma was with us and i'm like you know, I wish, especially when it comes to things like my grandma was very, very, very much about like keeping up appearances and, you know, how women should be. And, and like, she was very like weight conscious and image conscious. And my mom, like super kind of like overcorrected with me and Justine were being like, doesn't matter what you look like, like what blah, blah, blah. And it, but it does, you know what I mean? And I do feel like it kind of left us a little bit like we it, we had to find out the hard way that you are being judged by how you look and how you carry yourself and how you act like it's not just this free for all where everyone it doesn't matter where you look like like you can just prove yourself and everyone's going to treat you the same that's not the way the world works and but i think that that was an overcorrect from how my grandma was with her where she was like the most important thing is how you look and you know getting married and you know staying thin and this and that and that which my grandma, like, I remember so vividly my grandma telling me, like, literally with tears in her eyes, how traumatic it was for her to have to shop in 
the Missy section, which was like plus size version of kids clothes. So it's like all of this trauma, like you can see how it just like kind of has snaked down throughout the generations of women in our family where it's like the ping pong ball <laughs> going one way or the other. Right. And I just hope that like with Layla that I'm not giving her any body issues, but you really just don't know. Like all you can do is the best that you can. Like, yeah. I I hope that I'm not like, I, I don't want to, I, I want her to take care of herself. I want her to know that, you know, that it, her image is important, but it's definitely not the most important. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, and then there's certain things, you know, you can tell your kid until you're blue in the face, but sometimes the kids just got to figure it out themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We can't, can't do too much, especially with having boys and shit. Like, well, with me, yeah. with me him, too. like, I feel like, well, I know, but he's like younger. So it's like, I feel yeah. like you still kind of are in that safe, cozy zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas now with this guy getting into 13, I'm like, this is getting scary. Um, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to fuck up and it takes, you know, it takes a lot of co-parenting and stuff. And that's again, where some of the fucking crisis and staying up at night and or waking up in the, you know, early morning, like, am I doing a good job? What the fuck? Like, what, you know, is there things that I'm overcorrecting that maybe now I'm fucking up on the other side? Like what the Mm -hmm. fuck is going to happen? You know? But I don't know, friend. Like we're we're trying our best. We're grown yeah. as fuck. I'm gonna take a shot with you. I know yeah. we've been potting for a bit, and now I gotta go potty. Like I gotta pee. Holy shit! Hold on. Is that a shot? Damn, big daddy. No, right? That's, <laughs> I'm dead. This is this is. Well, I'll take half of it. Okay. And somebody else will take half of it. Cheers. Ready? Cheers to doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> no, we gotta have a better one than that. Not just doing our best. What are we doing? Are we ending? Are we the best? No, I think after the shot. No, oh, I thought we were, this was the end. Oh, you want to end it? No, I was like asking this? you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Input. Fucking, things. we keep trying. Yeah, All right, we'll- to doing our best, which is the best, because that's the best we can do. Cheers. Where'd you get that audio? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Had a little tail end on it. Audience applauding. We went from existential crisis. We went from existential crisis to our teenage years to more fucking that. The, we kept on going from kids to us to childhood to our parents to kids to childhood to our parents. That, that is the loop. Well, yeah, That's literally. the fucking loop is just constantly thinking why. Ido, do you ever have an existential crisis? Well, I was going to say, well, don't forget who you... Who y'all went from first, though? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget where we started. So now. now we know. Worst comes to worst, if the kids get out of line, we know who to pay, who to give our dollars to. Yeah, Dawn, <laughs> Miss King. <laughs> but yeah, Ida, what do you think? What? What do I think about existential crisis? Or have you ever yeah. had one? No. What? What is it? You're like having a crisis because in your mind, you do you think purpose? you're still a kid? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even. What is a kid? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you ever be like, I'm a grown man, or like, do you still kind of feel like inside? Are you still like, do you still feel like? Mm. I'm just saying because there's like like. I still inside when my anxiety kicks in, like if when my social anxiety kicks in, I don't feel like a grown adult. Mm-hmm. The, I feel my social anxiety is because I feel like I'm being perceived 
as an awkward, like the same, I feel the same feelings that I felt when I was like 15 uncomfortable. So it's like, I guess that's what I can fucking work on because I'm not being perceived like that. Like when I go to baby Drew's school to talk to the principal, I feel like I'm in trouble, Yeah, but I'm a fucking adult. Yes. Like I, you should put some respect on my fucking name. But at the same time, you're like, don't, because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And then, yeah, no, 100%. And I think also like with, um, I, like I feel kind of the the same way but a little bit different like i feel like i'm being perceived by the world as an adult but i have imposter syndrome because i'm just a little baby girl i don't know nothing no I'm that's what i'm child. saying i don't think i'm being perceived as a 15 year old no, i know these motherfuckers see like, me as a grown yeah like when when i'm talking to like if i go into the bank or whatever and the person is talking to me like i'm on the same level as them even though i am i feel like yeah like where's my mom my mom should be doing this for me. I remember the first time when it really hit me that I was an adult wasn't even when I was pregnant or when I had Layla. It's when I had to make her first appointment and I was talking to my mom on the phone and I'm like, yeah, like Layla needs, I need to make this appointment for blah, blah, blah. And, or like I, this appointment has to be made for blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, we'll make it. And I'm like, who? me <laughs> I'm supposed to make the appointment. And she's like, yeah, the, you're the parent you know when, yeah. when, especially when you have a newborn baby and they're like well it's up to the parents like it's up to the parents if you're gonna circumcise it's up to the parents if you're gonna do this and that and i'm like who's the fucking parents <laughs> someone parents come come make this yeah. decision because it can't be me like i can't i can't be the one who has to make this decision that's gonna affect this ch- the rest of this child's life like yeah well that's how i feel but i'm just thinking like since ito doesn't like that how you feel yeah do you have yeah. to wait till you have kids to not feel like a kid to not feel like a kid? No, I don't know. I always feel like, yeah, the same as I've been. I, I'm never like, I'm grown. That's just weird. Cause I don't know. But I also feel like you were a serious kid from like the little bit that I he remember wasn't. you of. He like, wasn't. At least he was like silly. In, uh, well, maybe he would just didn't play when it came to you then, friend. Yeah. Because I just remember like from meeting him as a teenager he was very serious <laughs> like uh, he was just very much like who are you guys and why are you hanging out with my sister and make sure you're not getting her in trouble yeah i mean he does have that energy yeah. i feel like he's just protective um definitely but when he was a little boy I, I have always wondered when that changed because when we watch your videos when you were little you were very outgoing and then at some point you just weren't oh yeah i know i don't know why that happened my one of my friends told me that too in um school that he knew me when when I was like uh I don't I guess it was just one year apart when I was a freshman and then when I was a sophomore so that's and, what it happened and he told me yeah maybe it was then cuz I don't know if I knew him in middle school but yeah he was he basically I don't know it was weird I was like but I didn't know it's not like one day I was just serious but yeah, yeah. Do you think it's because you moved so much that, like, in that time? Because you were in Salt Lake City, you were in San Diego, then you no, were in Texas? No, it was before I moved. Oh. It was in San Diego when he, when he told me that. Do you consider yourself an introvert? Wait, isn't that when Poppy? Yeah, that's the thing I'm kind of oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it like the guy like, was telling you. I'm not going to be you. loud and outgoing. I guess yeah. it could. Things could just mess with your... And that's what I've always wondered. Like, like you know how, like, you don't think that you got that affected... But if you 
think about it. You were very outgoing. And then out of nowhere, you weren't. So mm-hmm. even though you're not, not that it's a therapy session, but even <laughs> though you've never really like, it's like it had to have done something because your entire personality changed. I guess, but. Um, but it could also be you for therapy. I mean. No, it was just very one day abrupt. to another. And it's exactly yeah. when something, something happened. happened. Yeah. So it's just kind of like. Yeah. But, you know. That could be, I mean, that that's cool too, though, because I mean, I do also feel like you've been opening up more like late as of lately and, you know, therapy's always there. So you never know. You might become super like, you know, extrovert eagle. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's Imagine. up, guys? How you guys doing? Yeah. Let's listen to fucking Kanye. You know, that's cool. <laughs> Kanye? Hear I don't that? know. Whatever the fuck he wants to listen to. Kid Cudi. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I was down there playing Queen, and you're like, "Let me change this." (laughs) (laughs) Just wait. That was weren't you playing Elvis? That was Queen. That was Queen, but yeah, it does sound like Elvis. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I thought it was Elvis." Yeah, it sounded like Elvis, but I'm pretty. I don't know. I don't know who did it first. It gave me Christmas vibes. That too. That's great. I know, but we just came out of Christmas vibes. We just came out of Christmas vibes. I'm trying to, you know thaw out the christmas vibes right now i'm trying to start feeling a little positive towards heading towards spring heading towards you know some sort of get closing out this first okay uh, it was originally a queen song but elvis did cover it i guess mm. wait no it had to be the opposite way yeah how did queen go before elvis elvis was uh, yeah. i don't know when elvis died so let me not even shut up let me not even say it had to be the opposite way could have very well been that way. Oh, it says Elvis never sang crazy little thing called love. Ah, oh, misinformation. What the fuck is going on Freddie, with the internet? Yeah, Freddie Mercury adored Elvis, however, and he basically wrote it um, I as a tribute to Elvis, that song. Fully thought that was an Elvis song. Fully. But I don't know. It's weird. Like, there are certain names of people who it's like you associate with a different actual era than what they are like andy warhol i think he died in like the 80s or the 90s and i don't know why i feel like i don't know i feel like he was like such a historical figure same thing with einstein like he's not i think einstein einstein and frank and barbara walters were all like born in the same year but for some reason those don't feel like they fit on the same timeline hmm who? Anne Frank, Elvis. No, Anne Frank, oh. uh, Einstein, and Bar- Barbara Walters. Oh. Like, doesn't Einstein feel like he belongs <laughs> back Frank, with like Elvis and Barbara Walters. Walters? Yeah, right. Like they don't feel like they are in the same timeline. Like Einstein to me feels like it's back with like Socrates or something, but it's not. Like he's not. He's he was born when Barbara Walters was born. Oh, she died. I didn't even know that. R.I.P. Bar Baba. Yeah, December thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. Damn, rip. But yeah. Wait, um, what does Barbara Walters look like? She's the one that interviews. Let me see. She died? Yeah. And the same thing, like they were saying, like Betty White is older than sliced bread or was. That's what I was thinking. She's dead? Yeah, dude, right? (laughs) R.I.P., bro. I feel like I just saw her on the news like two days ago. Yeah, I feel like she just said some racist shit like, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just joking. No, um, I don't know. Maybe she just looks like all the type of ladies that 
but I know her face. I hear her voice right now. Just seeing her fi- yeah, she her picture, I hear her voice. Famous <laughs> interview, I think it was with Brit- she did one with Britney Spears. I feel like she has another really famous one with like Whitney. Yeah, she was, like, that's probably that what girl. It is. Yeah, she was that lady. Oh, okay. They weren't born on the same. Time, and I though. thought it was the same year or something. No, no, no. He was born in 1879. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Albert Einstein. And then she, but in. She was, she was born in 1879 as well. <laughs> Can you imagine? She's no, 179 no, years it, old. Maybe like it was the, someone. I don't. It could. It probably was someone. Or maybe it was. Was it Martin Luther King? Betty White? I don't know. But it was like I no, don't know. They just she don't was alive feel. during. Well, like they over for a long time. She was alive for almost 100 years. But yeah, she was born in 1929. And Einstein died in 1955. So that's what she's saying, right? Not that they were born, but like that yeah, they no, were in the same. I thought they were, yeah, like they're in. No, but I did. No, I did misspeak because I that said that they were born the same year. But maybe, oh. but it was some. It was someone else. They were around the same. Yeah, but they all interact with the same timeline, which oh. is weird because you would imagine. No, that's right about Anne Frank and Barbara Walters. 1929, both of them. Right. So you would think like. Someone who died in 2022, you would not think was old enough to have experienced the, or like to have lived through the Holocaust. But they, they even though she wasn't in the Holocaust, like she was on that same timeline. Yeah. Like the same person who interviewed Britney Spears was alive when <laughs> Hitler was in power. Like that's wild, right? Am I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm no, stupid. It no, it, it just, just feels throw, crazy. Throwing Albert it Einstein is. in there is kind of random. <laughs> yeah. <though. laughs> it was some, it's someone else. These two were born on the same year. Was. This guy yeah. was also alive. During. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I know who it was though. No, it is though. Because it is like a grouping of three people that you don't feel like, like the what what I had read about it was like, oh. you're like, yeah, these are the, these were people were born in the same year or like Betty White being older than sliced bread. You're fucking is, lying. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White is older than sliced bread. Well, well was. Well, was, yeah. Betty White, our chicken, is still alive. Isn't she? Isn't it, she the only one that's... No. We have a white chicken. We have a white chicken, but that she's not one of the original Oh, she's not three. Betty White. Betty White, too. Betty White, yeah. ghost. Yeah, the only one that's alive from the original ones that we got was is the red one. Henrietta that keeps the yeah her back you know she's named after Henrietta Hudson y'all shouts to her but yeah Betty White was born in (laughs) uh, Martin Luther King was (laughs) that was who it was she's very New York that lady she's alive Betty White (laughs) she made it no Henrietta Henrietta Hudson Hudson? yeah that's why I said shouts to her dude uh sliced bread was invented 1928 Betty White was born 1922 this house was born 19 what so i don't know yeah it's just i don't know sometimes when you think about like history and how far we have like how much things have changed in such a short period of time but then at the same time it's like really just a blip because history is as long as it is i'm dead just me getting pissed off at oh no it was born 1931 to a little like it was born <laughs> my house was born 1931 no but i was just seeing this because i remember you said something like this but is that when you buy it it is allowed to go up that much mm-hmm. is that what it yeah, is yeah that's why so every other year was capped except for this they're like but, yeah fuck yeah. you bitch well, that's when probably when oh, it that, transferred that makes sense fuck that the ollie was 
invented by a guy whose nickname was Ollie. Nice. <laughs> but his name was not Oliver, it was Alan. Then why'd they call him Ollie? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Let's have him on the pod. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Me just staring at my house, I'm like, <laughs> no, you're all this interested. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't Dirty. know. There's some, <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, I think I'm excited for everything that's coming up, everything, including obviously starting with all this stuff that we got going on in the ranch, mm. the fucking, um, the new warehouse, which I'm excited for because Ido, Yeo, me, we've all always wanted a more central place where we can work and everybody just kind of feels like, Hey, this is where we're all meeting up at. And Right, we've always struggled to find that place, cause b- when we first started, we used to work out of my wa- out of my garage, so all of us was there. Yaya was there, Ido was there, I was there, Mario was there. Like, there was no way to escape that like, this is where we work from. But ever since, you know, like we've been, we just he goes to his room, he goes to his like everything, or here at the ranch, he goes to his house, he goes to his room. Like, we need a place to just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even when you come over, you could just be like, this is where everybody's at. I'm going to be right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for there to be this like central place that we're all at and um, just tour. We got to name the tour. We got to figure out, you know, all the cities, all the routing. We got new merch. We got to keep going with the podcast. Great mm-hmm. fucking guests. Keep on um, building it out. You know, like I love the live version of it. I also like the thought of being able to pre-record some stuff so that we can do more getting out there. New music, new yep. fucking projects. Aiming for better aiming for better like just fucking everything that we've been doing um i think is great and i'm excited for the new year that's what's keeping me motivated right now is that we got a brand new year to just Knock go stuff out yeah yeah and we already have like i mean obviously there's going to be a lot more stuff that's fit into the year but the stuff that is like hard on the schedule is all pretty cool hell yeah well yeah I'm excited to keep this shit going. We love you guys. Thank you so much for watching us, for taking the time, for supporting us, for loving us. Please support the merch store. Check out the new music. Um, more new music to come. More vlogs to come. We appreciate you guys. Jamie, we love you. We love you. Ida, we love you. We out. Esa niña no se aguanta. Quiere todo porque el pussy sabe a fanta. Si la dejas por pendejo se te casa. Dale todo dos de lengua y una horchata. Si te alcanza. I'm the shit, huh? Are you catching what I'm throwing for? I pick up. Same bitch I always was, now I'm just richer. I'm about to shake it up and check the Richter. This a sticker. 